0: Hello and welcome to episode 41 of Game of Wines, a Song of Ice and Fire podcast. I'm Olivia. I'm Gabby. And I'm Chris. And today we will be discussing Bran Chapter 5 in A Game of Thrones, so make sure you have read before listening.
1: Uh, news I have today um, is just a little comment that was made by George R.R. R. Martin um, and IndieWire decided to do an article on it. Um, so two years after the finale finished of Game of Thrones... George R. R. Martin is regretting that he didn't stay ahead of the books. He says and wishes and says that his ending will be much different than the show.
2: Thank God I was <laughs> yeah, <just> saying good.
1: <laughs> um, that's basically all he has to say. I mean, we're all looking forward to, you know, Dance with Dragons and all the stuff that's going on. So
0: in that article though, it says the name of the seventh book that will come out after Winds of Winter. It's like something Spring.
1: Hmm.
0: I think it's like at the bottom of the article.
1: A Dream of Spring. A Dream of Spring. The seventh and final book in the series. I
0: just thought that was interesting. I don't think I've ever heard the <laughs> name of the seventh book.
1: Hold on, let me finish that. Which, by all accounts, Martin has not even begun.
0: Well, because he hasn't even finished the sixth right. one. Right, just <laughs> funny. <sighs> yeah. Come on,
2: George. Yeah.
1: Ooh, but House of the Dragon, ten episodes, and will air in next year so. Sweet. We still
2: gotta wait a year.
1: Yeah, they just started filming it. I know, I
2: just hate my life. <laughs> We want new content. Uh,
1: <laughs> I guess that kind of counts as your Martin message too, then. then yeah,
2: yeah, there's no. Yeah. yeah, there's nothing on his blog that's new since last time. So, all right, we got um, answers from Aunt Katie again. Um, all right, so the first question from last week—not last week, the week before—the week before—the week before—why before, um, does Viserys distance himself from the Dothraki, even though he plans to use them for his army in the future? Um, and she says, a king serves his people and cares for his army, but Viser- Viserys will not be such a king. He, he is bitter and evil with the thinking that he has been denied his true station in life. He is selfish and will rule his army as a master over slaves if he gets the chance. I don't think the Dothraki will follow him. The king of the cart. Ah, uh, the king. That was a really the cart king. good answer.
0: Yeah. Because I agree. I feel like he's been like denied his claim to the throne Mm. but he's
2: he's going after it the wrong Mm -hmm. way i feel Mm -hmm. so Mm yeah um and then the second question was why is danny still trying to help her brother um and katie said that this is out of habit um and from being emotionally bullied by him for her whole life she somehow still sees him with the weakness of awe as a powerless little sister and not the queen that she is already is and is becoming. Um, also, I think she now feels sorry for him. I, I agree. I yeah, think she's and she's definitely feeling... I don't know. Like, going back sympathy. and forth. Uh, it's like... Ugh. It's
0: like she'll feel sympathy and then he'll do something and then she'll be like, never and mind. Oh, she's anything. mad? Yeah. Yeah. And
2: it's like, it's literally a cycle. Yeah. Um... Alright, and then the last question was, what do you think the relationship between Viserys and the Dothraki would be if he actually complied and showed respect? Um, And she answered, um, I think their actions speak louder than words and people will follow the lead of the cow. Um, If Viserys showed respect for the Dothraki, Drogo would treat Viserys better and a better relationship between all of them would probably develop over time, a long time. Mm-hmm. Um but with the lack of respect between the brothers in law, no Dothraki would follow Viserys. True. Yep. 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 <sighs> Alright. Um and then last episode, um Danny and the Dothraki arrived at Vase Dothrak. Um ascends the mother of mountains by himself leaving Danny alone for the night. Um, so Danny invites Viserys to dinner and tries to give him gifts, but obviously he takes it the wrong way, and things go bad yeah.
1: because... Like usual. He's
2: a... Uh, like we said, it's a cycle. Yeah.
1: Yeah. In this episode, Bran gets to go riding outside of Winterfell for the first time. But Brian gets ambushed by a group of wildlings, so we finally get to meet some wildlings here. Mm -hmm. Rob comes to the rescue, and one of the wildling women is taken captive after a little battle ensues. Mm -hmm. So, that's today.
2: Alright, and then our wine for today is...
1: uh, (laughs) Chateau... It
0: was a gift from Aunt Katie as well, so thank you, Aunt
2: Katie. Chateau
1: Saint-Michel. There. That's what I'm going to say. Are you sure
2: it's not Saint-Chateau-Michel? How do you know Saint Oh, that first? is above
1: Saint Chateau Michel. We'll say that.
2: And it's a Riesling mm-hmm. from Columbia Valley. And Ooh. it was made last year. Ooh. Washington State's founding winery. It's a 2020
0: wine? Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Woof.
2: 2020.
0: <laughs> All right. So we're continuing with um, the 13th wine roll from Japanese book, The New Wine Rules. Uh, It is not all sparkling wines are created alike. So I'm just going to go over the next um, method of creating sparkling wines, which is the ancestral method slash petulant nature. Mm. So this method, you put wine in bottles while it is still fermenting. So the CO2 bubbles are generated from the same fermentation. It allows the use of indigenous yeast, which is naturally found yeast in the vineyard and winery, rather than using commercially sold yeast. Um this practice is mostly used in l- I think I think you say Limaux? Limo? Lemo?
1: Lemo? L- M- o- l- M- o- and bougie. And
0: bougie in France.
1: <laughs> so that's kind of cool. So that's basically making making your own CO2. Yeah. Instead of carbonating it, it carbonates itself. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Yeah. It's a very natural. Sounds very all natural.
0: Hence the name petulant nature. <laughs> okay let's start the chapter so like chris said bran is finally able to ride his horse outside of winterfell on the saddle that Tyrion made for him uh he'd been riding around the yards of winterfell on a brown horse that he named dancer and now he is finally able to leave the castle on his own with rob the master of horse theon Greyjoy, maester Luwin, and the direwolves summer and great wind Bran wishes that it was just him and Rob that went riding, but everyone insisted that a whole party go with him just in case he falls and they can be there to tend to his injuries. That's
1: just a bunch of guards with him too, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're like
1: being overprotective of him. Yeah. So
0: They rode out of the castle into the market square. Uh, they saw wooden stalls that were deserted as they rode down the muddy street of the village, and there were rows of neat log houses and undressed stone. And he pointed out that um, less than one in five of these houses were occupied. But he remembers what old Nan had told him. And she says, When the snow fell and the ice winds howled down out of the north, farmers left their frozen fields and distant holdfasts, loaded up their wagons, and then the winter town came alive. So it sounds like all the people of Winterfell are like at their farms working and stuff. And then when winter comes... They come to this town. Winter mm-hmm. town. During winter, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Maester Lewin says that the day is coming very soon that they will see this town come alive because winter is coming. <laughs> oh, Always
1: is, isn't
0: it? Always coming, yeah. As they rode past the villagers, some hunkered away in fear when they saw the direwolves, because um, they're not that common yeah. there. And everyone bent the knee as they saw Bran and Rob, and Rob nodded at them. A lordly nod, as Bran said. Mm -hmm. Bran said that when he first started riding, the swaying motion of the horse due to his legs being unable to grip caused him to feel unsteady. But the huge saddle had a thick horn and high back that cradled him, and the straps on his thighs would not allow him to fall. After a while, the rhythm began to feel almost natural, and his anxiety faded. Greyjoy made an inappropriate comment towards one of the women he saw while they were writing, and Bran pretended not to hear, but he could feel Theon's eyes on him as he was smiling to himself. And Rob seemed to admire Theon, but Bran never warmed up to him. I thought that was interesting because I, I, in the beginning of the book, I don't know how you guys felt, but in the beginning of the book, I felt like they were all kind of friends with Theon.
1: Sort of. At, at least John a, and yeah, Rob. Well, Theon, yeah, Theon's an ass, though.
0: Yeah. Well, maybe it's because he's closer in age to Rob and John. Yeah. But I just thought everyone was cool with the Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, this little thing that happens that you just mentioned was pretty disturbing, too. Yeah. They made a comment to, like, a woman as they're walking, and then...
0: Like, Brian pretends then not to... And like, see. oh,
1: remember that one night when I was with her, and Rob's like,
0: Shh, shush. Like, my eight-year-old brother, brother right is here. here. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's like a real, like, dude, shut up, man. Yeah. yeah.
0: Why would you talk about
1: that right now? Right, <laughs> I don't know. be gross. Uh,
0: Brand said that Rob was well ahead of the rest of them and glanced back every once in a while to make sure Brand and the others were following. But Brand decided to make his horse gallop to see if he could actually ride and to catch up with Rob. He was so excited when he closed the gap and he exclaimed, "I can ride!" I thought that was so cute. He's so happy. Yeah. That he can actually ride.
1: Yeah. Well, he to actually do something.
0: I was going to say, because he's felt like shitty about himself for a while, you know, he and like down in the dumps. rather
1: that he died.
0: Yes. So. But now he's kind of bringing life back to his... Life? His situation.
1: <laughs> life back to his life. Life back to his life, yeah.
0: yeah. When Bran got up to Rob, they started talking about the direwolves. Um, summer was howling all night and so was Grey Wind. Rob oh. thinks that... They know things and can sense when things are happening. And then Rob stops himself because he was about to tell Bran um, something. But he says he doesn't know how much to tell him about what's actually going on. And Bran's like, come on. I'm eight. And that's basically 15, which is how old you are, Rob.
1: Basically. So you
0: can just tell me what's going on.
1: I'm old enough.
0: Yeah. Just tell me. So, Rob decides to let Bran in on what's going on, um, and he tells him that he got a letter from King's Landing. And as soon as he heard that he got a letter from King's Landing, Bran was a bit uh, concerned, because recently, whenever they got news from Ravens, it was always bad news. Yeah. So, the first time was Uncle Benjen is missing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, second one was Catelyn is in the Eyrie and had taken Tyrion Lannister prisoner, and there was no mention of when she would return. And now, this message from King's Landing tells them that Jory Castle is dead, and Weill and Heward are as well, and they were slain by Jaime Lannister. And Bran was completely speechless when he heard about Jory Castle's death. He didn't know what to say. He said, they
2: killed Jory. He asked in disbelief. Why would anyone want to kill him?
1: Like, seriously. though. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, so, obviously, Rob just kind of shakes his head, and he doesn't, I mean, I'm sorry, he doesn't know. Yeah, he doesn't know. <laughs> um, but he continues to tell, you know, him, to tell Bran everything that was in the letter. Um, so, he lets him know that Ned was caught beneath a falling horse in the fight, um, and his leg was shattered, um, and that Grandmaster Maester Pycelle gave him milk of the poppy, and that they aren't sure when he will wake up.
0: So that's actually a little bit more information that we didn't get from the last episode yep. because the last episode it was just he fell asleep. Mm-hmm. And now yep. it sounds like he's in a coma and we're not sure when he's going to wake up.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We for the poppy I thought was just for like Pain. a little bit. Yeah. But now he's not. Now he doesn't know to
2: wake, wake yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. That's where mm-hmm. it's like, wait a minute. Why? Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, obviously, Bran's concerned um, and asked Rob what he's going to do. And Rob says that Theon thinks that he should call the banners. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) Get the boys together. (laughs) Right. Theon hears, and obviously Theon is around, so he hears him say this. And literally just in agreement goes blood for blood. Like with
0: no hesitation.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so... Bran points out that only the Lord can call the banners. um, and Theon says if your father dies, Rob will be Lord of Winterfell. Why would you say that? Exactly. To an eight-year-old boy. Exactly. So and that exactly. This made Bran fifteen. Right. But like also
0: they also just heard like they're not sure when he's gonna wake up. Yeah. Why would you say that?
2: No, um, and they definitely I mean this made Bran angry. Um he literally just screams, He won't die. Yeah. Shut up. Um, so Rob consoles Bran and says he won't die. Still, the honor of the North is in my hands now. When our Lord Father took his leave of us, he told me to be strong for you and Rickon. I am almost a grown man, Bran.
0: Mm-hmm. At 15?
2: Apparently, anyway, they um, age really fast yeah. <laughs> in the
0: here north. in the North.
2: Um, so Bran, Bran then remembers that his mother and father always listened to the counsel of Maester Luwin. So he asks Rob, um, if Lewin says to call the banners as well. Um, and Rob says that he listens to everyone's counsel. So he's probably going to take both sides into account to make his decision. Yeah, I'm sure he's gonna, I mean, it it would make sense that he would kind of ask multiple people what they think, especially if he's new to it. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I was gonna say. Um... So, the joy that Bran first felt during this ride had now kind of melted away, Um, and he asked to go home because he was cold, Mm -hmm. Um, but Rob asks if he can go a bit longer because they need to find the wolves. So, they continue on, and Rob and Bran head into the wolf's wolf's wood while Theon stays back and is just talking to the guards. Um, They approach a stream, and suddenly Bran gets upset, and Rob asks why. Um, and Bran says that he's just remembering when Jory brought him, Rob, and John fishing where they were at. Mm-hmm. Um, so Bran asks if they're ever going to see John again, which is sad. It is sad. Um, and then Rob reminds him that Uncle Benjamin came to visit, so John will be able to as well mm-hmm. eventually. Um, so, Rob then dismounts and leads his horse across the stream and ties his horse up on the other side and then comes back to help Bran across as well. Um, and when they get to the far side of the stream, they hear Summer how. Um, Rob takes off to get, to go get the wolves and just tells Bran to stay, kind of, like a whole, don't move. Yeah. I'm <laughs> coming right back. Um, so Bran is left all alone on top of his horse, um, while waiting for everybody else to catch up. Mm-hmm. Um... All of a sudden, he's surrounded by six people, four men and two women, all dressed in ragged clothing. Um, nervously, Bran's like, good day to you. <laughs> like, <"Sup?" laughs> what's, what's What's going what's on? What's going on? Um, and one of the men go, all alone, are you? Lost in Wolfswood? Poor lad. Um, and Bran says, I'm not lost. My brother rode off just a moment ago, and my guard will be here shortly. Um, the second man says, your guard, is it? And what would they be guarding, my little lord? Is that a silver pin I see there on your cloak? Um, and one of the women say, pretty.
0: <laughs> pretty. My precious.
2: Um Sorry. Brand <laughs> <wrong. laughs> Bran noted that um, she really didn't look like a woman. She was um, tall and lean with a hard face, and her hair was hidden beneath a bowl-shaped helmet. So... A bowl. I don't know. I just think of I just think of like a round I don't know. I I don't know. Yeah. Um and she was holding an eight foot spear. Um, so Bran's getting scared and then he remembered what his father said um when he beheaded the deserter. Um, no man is more dangerous. The deserter knows his life is forfeit if he is taken, so he will not flinch from any crime, no matter how vile or cruel. Um the man demands that Bran hands over the pin that he just pointed out on his cloak. Um, and Bran tries to explain that he cannot get down because he is crippled. Um, he says, I have Brandon Stark of Winterfell and you better let go of my horse or I'll see all of you you all dead.
0: I feel like that wasn't a smart thing to do to say who he was.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, right?
1: I don't know. I really don't know. I can't really...
2: Yeah, I don't know, because at the same time, like, if you think about it, I feel like that's something that everybody in this series does.
1: But if he true. wouldn't have said it...
2: Name-dropping.
1: Immediately. It would have been worse. worse. I feel like. You think? I feel like that, because then he's just a rich kid out there, and they just going to take his stuff. That's true. Then you're like, I'm Bran Stark. I'm sure some of them are like... Ooh, maybe we shouldn't mess with no no, it's okay.
0: But some would be like, oh yeah. Like it could go either way, I think. It could go either
1: way. Yeah. But it's you know, it's worth it to do the name drop because maybe. Yeah. Maybe it'll work out. Yeah.
2: Um so the man then believes that he is who he is and who he's claiming to be, because quote unquote, only a stark would be fool enough to threaten where smarter men would beg wait
1: yeah <laughs> wow well, so it didn't work out.
2: yeah um so the group then discusses what they're gonna do with bran um one of the women named osha says that osha osha, osha.
1: i think it's i think it's osha let's say osha
0: because there's another character named Asha. so i think this is
2: osha and it's with okay. an o yeah so we're gonna go with o we're gonna go with o- osha. osha we're gonna do osha um, so she says that he is worth more alive than dead um, and that Mance Rader would give anything to have Benjamin Stark's own blood as a hostage.
0: I feel like I'm just going to put this out there. We're not going to go into detail about it, but I think we talked about Mance Rader before, right? I
1: don't think so. I think
0: we mentioned a him little bit. a little bit before. He Just Probably. a refresher. Not like
2: super in detail, but I yeah. think we mentioned him kind of in passing. But he is the... Not
0: lord, but leader of the wildlings. Mm-hmm. So we can assume that this group of people are wildlings. Yep. Just wanna put that out there.
2: Um so one of the men got upset at that and says, You wanna go back there, Osha? More fool you. More fool you. That sounds a little weird. Isn't that weird? Um. I know. It was written weird. Yeah. <laughs> um, think the White Walkers will care if we have a hostage? Oof. Yeah. So um, does that mean like They've seen White Walkers. Sounds like it. That's what it sounds like. You think? Yeah.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: So they know. Maybe seen or just like, I don't know. They know that Winter's like almost here. Um, so the, that man then turns um, to Bran and slashes the strap around his thigh, cutting Bran's leg in the process. But Bran didn't feel anything. He just started to feel lightheaded from the cut. Um. And obviously, this surprised the man, so he was just kind of grunting. Like, huh? <laughs> huh? Huh?
1: <laughs> and then, like a badass, Rob just yeah. appears, and I love the way that they like just he describes how Rob just appears because he returns on his horse with the carcass of a bloody elk draped over the horse, and he says, "Put down your steel, and I promise you shall have a quick and painless death." It's like, damn, Rob. Yeah. I, I just imagine him like on a hilltop with like the sun behind him. <laughs> Coming in on this horse. But uh. <laughs> Bran was very relieved to see his brother. Uh, one of the men pointed out that the rest of this group um, that this must be Bran's brother. And then they mocked Rob, saying, you know, you're outnumbered one to six, right? Yeah. Um, but then Rob whistles.
0: Like a badass.
1: Like a badass. And who appears? The direwolves. Um, and they're at his side. And they merge from the forest. This just sounds like so heroic, like- doesn't it?
0: And then they, like, just come out. And then they're
1: all like, wolves! And then Bran goes, dire wolves. Like, it just (laughs) sounds so dramatic, the way it could easily be.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. Um, And Bran thinks about, uh, they were very large and were hard to distinguish from regular wolves if you don't know what to look for. But Macele-Lewin says that they actually have a bigger head, longer legs, and the snout and jaw were leaner and more pronounced.
0: And I think in the book it said that made them look more fierce than regular wolves.
1: Yeah. I mean, this, so just a big head mm-hmm. and a long mouth.
0: Yeah. And long legs.
1: Yeah. Terrifying. Yeah. And they weren't fully grown yet. I remember them saying that. They're like, still like teenagers. So yeah. They're, they're the size of regular wolves. So, right. Right. But they're not all the way grown yet. That's crazy. So, <clears throat> Rob shouts Winterfell which we all know that you know yep they do that every time Winterfell. they do something um and kicked his horse starting to charge at a group of strangers Rob kills one of the men immediately mm-hmm. literally sword to the skull yep bop gone um and he starts to ride down ride down one of the women Osha actually at the same time, Grey Wind kills two men while Summer kills another. Nice. And the way that they like describe it in the book, it's pretty it's pretty bloody. It's pretty gruesome. It's pretty yeah. gruesome. They like they like cut it down. I'm not gonna go into detail on that one. Yeah. But they cut it down and I think there was a thing that he said where Summer was pulling blue snakes, is what he called it. Blue snakes out of a woman's gut. AKA her intestines mm, that are yeah. coming out, right? Mm. You go, Summer. Still gross. Still gross. So mean. Meanwhile, the other woman had grabbed Brand off of his horse and was now holding a knife to his neck. Um, Summer came in and bit the woman on the calf and dragged her off, and Brand, off of Bran and then devoured her
2: like, you like you said. that. Yep.
1: Um. I think he bit her in the calf and then immediately goes straight for the throat. Yeah. So, um, one of the other men was running from the fight, but Gray Wynn hunted him down real quick, and they just. I think. Oh yeah. He dives on him into the river and it sounds, the way they describe it, it almost sounds like a scene from Jaws. <laughs> they just go in, they both go in the water and then the water starts turning red. So you just assume that that yeah. man is gone.
2: <laughs> he did.
1: So that was great. Um, now there was only the man named Stiv left to face the direwolves and the Starks alone. He grabbed Bran and said, "Back open the the boy's windpipe, I swear it. Reluctantly, Rob dropped his sword, because Stiv actually had um, a sword to...
0: Brand's neck. Brand's
1: throat, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, then Stiv commands that Rob calls off the direwolves, and he does, and then Stiv says... Um, tells Osha to kill the direwolves and take Rob's sword. Osha, being a smart woman, goes, I'm not going anywhere near those things. Yeah. Those monsters. Do it yourself. Yeah. I'm not, I'll not I'm be getting near those monsters. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Stiv was now at a loss for what to do, and he points to Rob and commands him to get off his horse and kill the dire wolves. Rob refused. And yeah. um, nope. And then Stiv goes, Do it, the wolves are the boy.
0: Yeah, and I think he said, like, it doesn't matter if I do it or not, like, if he if I kill the wolves, he's just gonna kill both of us after anyways. Yeah. So that it doesn't matter if yeah. I do it or not.
1: Yeah. Um, so out of nowhere. Uh, an arrow explodes out of Stiv's chest and he falls down dead and then all of the Stark guardmen appear from the trees. I thought this was interesting because earlier on it described uh, what Theon brought with him to hunt deer and it said he had broadheads with him to hunt deer and he had them all nicely packaged or whatever and then it said a broadhead stuck out of this guy's chest so it's like yep, Theon's here. That was the end, yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah. At the sight of this, Osha throws down her spear and begs for mercy. Theon Greyjoy appears with a bow bow in hand, smiling at the accomplishment of nailing Stiv on his first shot.
0: Because he said that there was like a bunch of arrows in the ground ready for him to grab if he'd miss. Yeah, yeah. But he said, nope, only needed one.
1: One shot, one kill. So Lewin immediately tends to Bran's leg, and Rob is pissed at Theon. Um, Because he's like, you know, you could have killed him. He could have... A million different things could have happened. He could have dropped the sword on Bran's neck. He could have flinched and slipped. You could have missed. Yeah. Like, all this stuff went... And Theon then, like, gets upset, and he's like, but I didn't. But it didn't right. happen that way. Yeah. Um. And then he goes, okay, so what took Salt... So, where were you all? Yeah. And they're like, well, your Little was taking forever, because he's on a donkey, and everyone else on a horse. And then Theon's like, but... And I spotted a, a turkey.
0: <clears throat> and we went after that
1: <laughs> I, went, I went after a turkey and Rob was so angry um, Bran said it was the angriest that he's ever seen Rob before mm-hmm. um, Rob then turns to ask Lewin how badly Bran is injured and Lewin assures him he's like it's just a scratch he puts like a cloth over it. he's like you will be fine um, <clears throat> but we should go back um, Lewin also points out that two of the men are in black so they're members of the Night's Watch. Rob figures that they must be deserters and orders for their heads to be cut off and sent back to the wall and to leave their bodies to be fed on by the crows.
0: And not to burn them.
1: And not to burn them. One of the men asks if, uh, what they should do with the own survivor, Osha. And so, Osha, just because she's going to probably be in this a little bit She's going to
0: be a main character, yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: describe her a little bit. Osha is a free folk woman um, she becomes captive of the Winterfell's House Stark. In the TV show, she's actually played by Natalia Tena.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: She's described as tall and lean, standing a head taller than Rob Stark, so she's mm-hmm. taller than him. That's crazy. She has a hard face like he described, shaggy brown hair, and is flat-chested. And her body bears many, many scars. She is a spear wife from north of the wall, which sounds really cool. Mm-hmm. It sounds like the Viking thing's with the, the maiden, um,
0: those, the spear maidens. Spear maidens. That's yeah. what it
1: sounds like. Um, she's described as tough and uncomplaining. She worships the old gods of the forest and is knowledgeable about them, as well as the lands beyond the wall and their inhabitants. She also has a brother who, at some point, killed a ten-foot-tall female giant. What? That's what it says. That's the wiki fun fact for you. She probably describes it later on in the story. Yeah. Um, but on that, we know that she travels with three guys, uh, three other wildlings, and then two Nights night Watch deserters that are all no more. Yes. So, yeah. um, so that's Osha. Osha says, "Give me life, my, give me my life, my Lord of Stark, and I am yours." Rob says, "Mine? What would I do with an oath breaker? And Osha's like, "I I broke no oaths. The the Black Crows got no place for women. It's true. So she's like, I'm not, I'm not."
2: That is true. A wife, yeah.
1: yeah she goes out, I
0: didn't
1: desert anything, yeah. yeah. Um, Theon urges Rob to give Osha over to the wolves and just have the wolves eat her, but Rob desc- decides to take her captive and to question her mm-hmm. about things. Yes. So, that's how the chapter ends. So we got a couple discussion questions. First one is, how well do you think Bran is processing all this bad news from King's Landing? I think it seems like he's processing it a little bit better than before. I think he's growing up.
2: I think it's a lot, though, for an eight-year-old kid.
1: Yes, but I, think I do he's think kinda,
2: he's... I think he's being forced to grow up. Yes, yeah. like very quickly. So yeah. that same with Rob.
1: Yeah, they're oh, all yeah. just being forced to grow up really fast, so I think he's handling it a little bit better,
0: mm-hmm.
1: where his first question wasn't like, oh, how did Jory die? It was, why would someone kill Jory? Yeah. So he's thinking like he's thinking more adult. Yeah, more adult right there. Not oh no, what happened to you? No, it's yeah. why. Yep. So. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. I agree. Which, mind you, is what is getting his father in trouble right now. Right. Exactly. He's asking
0: mm-hmm. Why? This it must be a Stark thing.
1: <laughs> asking all them questions. Yep.
2: Yeah. Making statements. Assuming. Assuming.
1: Alright. Second question is you think Ross? Yeah. I take the blame for saying that one
0: yeah. <laughs> Thanks Chris. <laughs>
1: uh, do you think Rob should call the banners or not? no I don't think so yet. I don't
0: think so uh,
1: not yet the at least... I think it's
2: yeah I think it's just I just think it's too soon.
0: yeah he doesn't have enough information. he doesn't know exactly what's going on. I think Theon's just too eager to fight for blood yeah he was ready to was... fight before yeah he's just bloodthirsty I feel
1: but Rob Rob is getting a little less bloodthirsty I've noticed.
0: Mm. He's being more level-headed, and like mm-hmm. Gabby said, he's growing up real fast. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: before he was like, "I'll oh, kill him," like had his sword out in like yeah. the gods would, mm-hmm. and Mister he's like, like, "Yeah, yeah." Mister Luan's like, "They're not in front of you. Put your sword You're away. Like, what relax. are you doing? Relax, man." And now he's more like, "I don't know."
0: He's, thinking, he's like thinking like a lord. He's
1: like, "Should I? I don't know if I should." Theon thinks I should, but that's Theon, Mister Luan. Doesn't I don't I really know. think I should. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, he's thinking, he's taking advisor's words. Mm-hmm. So, The last one is, what information do you think Osha will give to the Starks?
0: I think a couple of possibilities. One, um, information about Mance Raider because it sounds like the Starks and the Wildlings do not get along. Yeah. So, information about him and his whereabouts and what they're doing. Also, it's said in here that um, the Wildlings have seen White Walkers some of that so yeah. that would be good information to have as well for the protection of Winterfell. yeah
1: I think that some more information could also be how they got there considering into the
0: wolfs wood how
1: Wolfswood. they got south of the wall yeah where's the hole in the wall
0: yeah oh yeah
1: how are they getting past the wall or how are they getting past the the night's watch so and how many people are out there yeah that are not that the lights that the uh Watch needs to come after. Yeah, for sure. So, answer those questions. Yep. Tell us what you think, Aunt Katie or others.
2: Right. All (laughs) right, um All right. Our Tyrion tidbit for today is: every time we deal with an enemy, we create two more.
0: Yes. Good advice.
2: Yep. Thanks, Tyrion.
0: All right. Make sure you guys follow us on all of our social media. On Facebook, we have a Facebook page. Uh, Game of Wines, A Song of Ice and Fire podcast and a Facebook group, Game of Wines podcast group. We're also on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Game of Wines 1 and on YouTube at Game of Wines podcast. That is it for this week's episode of Game of Wines. Next episode, we'll be discussing Tyrion chapter 5, so make sure you read that chapter before next episode. (laughs) Episode. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening. (laughs)